This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org. Well, we're on a series called The Friendship with the Holy Spirit. How many people are a friend of God in here? Amen? And God is so amazing. And today is, is going a little deeper in God. Uh, I'm going to be talking to you about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And that's something that I try to minister on once a year because I think that, um, that we need more of God. How many people need more of God in here? And the baptism of the Holy Spirit will help us uh, move into the deeper things of God. And if you, if you have your Bibles this morning, open your Bibles to 2 Corinthians 13, verse 14. And this is the message uh, version of it. It says, uh, this is a salutation of Paul. It says, the amazing grace of the Master... Jesus Christ, the extravagant love of God, and the intimate friendship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen? Uh, so, be, be with all of you. Amen? And so, praise God. So, so, the Holy Spirit wants to be our friend. Hallelujah. And we discovered last week that the Holy Spirit uh, is the third person of the Godhead. Amen? And the Holy Spirit is God. Amen? And He reveals to us all that that God wants to reveal to us in his word. Amen. Let's look at this because I'm going to say this, that the, that Christianity is not just a theological teaching. I, 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 I say this quite often, but, 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 you know, it's, it's not just a, a good message on Sunday morning and then you have no power through the week. Amen. In other words, the Holy, uh, the, the word of God, you have the word of God. We are a word church. You know, I preach the word in here, but we're also a spirit church. So you got to have the spirit of God and you have to have the word of God. And see, this is the key. If you just have word, you'll dry up. And if you just have the spirit, you blow up. But if you have the spirit and the word, you'll grow up. Amen. And I love my worship team because I believe all my worship team is baptized in the Holy Spirit. I hear them, I'm praying in the Holy Ghost. And it gets me excited, amen? Because there's power in, in, in the gift of the Holy Spirit as in speaking with other tongues, amen? And there's still lots of people in the body of Christ that's not baptized in the Holy Spirit. And I'm going to encourage you that, that you should be seeking the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And so I like in Corinthians, this is Paul. And Paul is saying this, he says, And my speech and my preaching... We're not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and power that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. So I love this because I love when people come up for prayer and I'm, I'm able to pray for them. And, I, and some people, uh, the power of God hits them. Amen. Some of them back up a little bit because the power of God can push you down. The power of God can cause you to cry. The power of God can cause you to run in a church service. Am I talking to anybody today? And I'm telling you, somebody say, I need more power. I don't know about you, but the, the world will try to take it out of us. Have you, anybody ever encountered trials and tribulations through the week? Amen. And I'm telling you, we got stress to deal with. Anybody ever dealing with any stress sometimes? Yes, we're, this is not our home. 
And we're going to be in a pressure cooker at times. But thank God that God's power is resident on the inside of us and caused us to overcome in any situation. Do you believe that today? So I want to talk to you about being a dude with power from on high and, uh, and the Holy Spirit. And what, the whole, what the, being baptized in the Holy Spirit is, is all about is really, I really believe, the number one thing when you get baptized in the Holy Spirit, you're going to get some boldness. I'm talking to somebody today. Because the devil's trying to make a lot of Christians cowards in the end days. Trying to keep us from, you know, get us afraid of, of getting a disease or COVID and all that. And no, no, listen, you, if you got God, you got divine protection. You know, I, I'm telling you, God is amazing. Don't put your faith, you know, I know we're not wearing masks anymore, but I was driving the other day and somebody was wearing a mask in their car. With nobody in their car. And I'm thinking, my God, you know. And yet people are putting their faith in natural science, but put your faith in God. See, I'm putting my faith in God. Now, I love this about the baptism of the Holy Spirit because it's mentioned in the four Gospels. In Matthew 3.11, it says here, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance. This is John the Baptist. But he who's coming after me is mightier than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry, and he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. Think about that. So we, we see here that God wants us fired up. Oh, I'm preaching today. God wants us filled with the Holy Spirit and fire. In Mark 1.8, he says, I indeed baptize you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. In Luke 3.16, it says, John answered, saying to all, I indeed baptize you with water, but one is mightier than I, is coming whose sandal straps I'm not worthy to loose. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. Glory to God. And then, of course, John, and John bore witness, saying, I, in John 1, 32 to 34, and, and John bore witness, saying, I saw the Spirit descending from heaven like a dove, and he remained upon him, and he did not know him. But he who sent me to baptize with water said to me, Upon whom you see the Spirit baptize water, oh, Spirit, excuse me, descending and remaining on him, this is he who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. And I've seen and testified that this is the Son of God. So we see here in these four accounts that who is the baptizer? Jesus. Jesus is the baptizer. Amen. And he wants us being baptized in the Holy Spirit. Baptism of the Holy Spirit is not just being baptized in the, Holy, uh, in the body of Christ. You know, in, uh, in uh, a, a passage in the scriptures, it talks about in uh, Hebrews chapter 6, the elementary teachings about laying hands on the sick and these elementary teachings. And one of them is the, the teaching of baptisms, of baptisms, and it's plural which means that there's more than one baptism. And so we have to understand that because some because I'm going to say this that the devil's fighting. This two things the devil will fight uh, uh, against in, in the body of Christ. The devil will fight Christians being prosperous. The devil will try to get Christians to believe that it's you're not supposed to have any money, any finances. The devil's always trying to work against us in this area. Well, you know the love of money is the root of all evil, yet it's the love of money, but money's not if you're using it in the right way. 
So, so the devil will try to fight you in believing that God wants you to be prosperous. And number two, the devil always is coming against speaking in tongues. And so the devil will always try to, you know, say, well, you know, and there's lots of teachings out here and there's whole denominations of Christians. They're saved, but they preached against the, the, the speaking in tongues. And, but, and then they never go over the scriptures that, that verify speaking in tongues is of God. Amen. Are you listening to me today? And so, and what it is, is uh, it, the, the denominations, and what it is, is fear. Fear. The devil wants to put fear in us, thinking, well, I don't know what this is all about, you know, and, 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 and false doctrine teaching that tongues isn't for today, but it is for today. My Bible says Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So Jesus changes not. Amen. And so we got to get a revelation that what he did back in the book of Acts, he's doing today. Can I get a witness in the house today? Amen. And so the baptism, so, we're, so there's three types of baptism. And the first one is being baptized in the body of Christ. This is when you receive Jesus. You get into a new family, glory to God. Amen. I know this is elementary teaching this morning, but it's good for the newbies. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. I don't know if we have any newbies in here, but if maybe there's some watching online. So if you're not baptized in the Holy Spirit, you need to, I mean, baptized in the body of Christ, you need to get baptized. In 1 Corinthians 12, 13, it says, For by one spirit we were all baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, whether slaves or free, have been made to drink into one spirit. Baptism into the body of Christ is receiving Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Two things happen when you get saved. Are you ready, ready for this? You, first, first and foremost, you become a new creation in Christ. Amen. Amen. You get a new heart. Amen. In other words, the things that you used to do, you don't want to do anymore. And then if you do want to do the old things, then your flesh is winning out over your spirit. I'm preaching to somebody today. You're allowing your flesh to win out. But we're not going to let our flesh win out over our spirits. Amen? No, no, no. no. If when, you get, uh, when, you, when you receive Jesus, you become, in 2 Corinthians 5, 17-21, you become a new creation in Christ. Old things are passed away and all things become new. So that's the first thing that happens when you receive Christ. But the second thing is you do receive the Holy Spirit in you. Glory to God. In, in 1 Corinthians 3.16, it says here, You do not know that you are the temple of God and the Spirit of God dwells in you. So two things happen. You become a new creation in Christ and you, have, and you receive the Holy Spirit abiding within you. That's amazing. That means that you're not alone. That means you got the power of God working on the inside of you. Hallelujah. That means that, 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 there, there's, that, that you, you're, you're not going to be able uh, uh, to escape victory. Glory to God. Because you got the victorious one living on the inside of you. And he's not a spiritual hitchhiker. Glory to God. Amen. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? No, he's there to empower us. Glory to God. Are you listening? And in John 20, 21 to 22, we see this bears out 
because Jesus, you know, he was raised from the dead. And now he's with his disciples. He's in his glorified body. And in John 20, 21 to 22, so Jesus said to them, peace, he, 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 come, he comes into their locked room, amen? Because if you don't have the power of the Holy Spirit, not just abiding in you, but abiding upon you, you, you may be subject to fear, anxiety. You may end up being fearful as a Christian. And I don't want any fearful Christians in the house. I want you all to be bold as lions. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? So Jesus said to them again, Peace to you. As the Father has sent me, I have also sent you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. So this is... This account right here is that, you know, when Jesus was walking with his disciples, they were not born again. Hello. They were going on Jesus' anointing. They were going on the, the Jesus' power and, and, and the name of Jesus. And they were able to do some miracles in Jesus' name. But they weren't born again until this happened. And so this bears out that not only when you get born again, you become a new creation in Christ, you get a heart change, but you get the Holy Spirit within you. But then we're going to talk about, uh, you know, the Holy Spirit upon you. The next baptism is, the, is baptized in water. And, uh, and we know this, that in Matthew 28, 19 through 20, uh, it says here, "...go therefore and make disciples of all nations." baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I've commanded you, and lo, I'm with you always. So water baptism identifies the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. I believe we've all been water baptized in here, and if you haven't been water baptized as a believer, you need to sign up for water baptism because it's a command from the Lord that we get water baptized. We want to follow in Jesus' footsteps. In Romans 6, 4, it says, Therefore we were buried with him through baptism into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. So now let's, let's look at this. Let's, let's talk about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And it's in the book of Acts. And, you know, uh, you know they did a lot of powerful things in the book of Acts, a lot of miracles happening. And I'm telling you, God wants the book of Acts happening today. Am I talking to anybody today? In other words, he wants to see, God wants to see the same miracles that happened back then happen today. Let's look at Acts 1, 4 through 8. And being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, You have heard from me, for John truly baptizes with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Therefore, when they had come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, will you at this time uh, restore the kingdom of Israel? And he said to them, it is not for you to know the times and seasons which the Father has put in his own authority. And then this is, this is the key right here. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you shall be a witness to me in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and in the ends of the earth. So we see here that, that Jesus was talking to his disciples, even though they were born again, even though that they had the Holy Spirit abiding within. Amen. 
uh, there was something that Jesus said, there was something that they needed more. Say, say, I need more. And there was something that they needed more before even they were supposed to go out and witness to other believers. And I'm talking to anybody today. And I'm telling you, if you, if you don't have that gift of speaking in tongues, you need more. You need more. You need that, you need that extra power, amen, to be upon you so you can walk victorious in this life. Are you listening to me? And so, and so that's, that's the key. So we need, a, we need to understand that, 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 they, that he commissioned the disciples to wait. And we know this, that it wasn't just the 12 disciples that waited back then. Amen. It was more than that. The baptism of the Holy Spirit was poured out. Uh, let's look at this. Uh, in verse 12 through 14, it says here, And they returned to Jerusalem from the mountain called Olive, which is near Jerusalem, a Sabbath day journey. And when they had entered in, they went into the upper room where they were staying, Peter, James, John, and Andrew, Philip, and Thomas, Bartholomew, Matthew, James, the son of Ephesus, and Simon the Zealot, and Judas, the son of James. These all continued one accord in supplication with the women, and Mary, mother of Jesus, and with his brothers. So we see here uh, that... Uh, that all these people were in the upper room. And then in Acts 1.15, it says, In those days, Peter stood up in the midst of the disciples. Altogether, the number of, name, of the names was about 120. So we see here that was 120 people in the upper room. That was including Mary, Jesus' mother, Jesus' brothers. Because, you know, Jesus appeared to 500 people uh, before he went back to heaven. And so he appeared to his brothers, amen. He appeared to his family. And, and because his family didn't believe in him. His brothers and sisters didn't believe that he was the Messiah until he actually showed himself. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? And he showed his scars. He, sh- he, showed, he showed his glorified body. And that's the reason why all the uh, apostles of the Lamb, except for one, uh, John, uh, were, were uh, martyred for their faith. And so they were willing to die for the truth because they saw the risen, resurrected Jesus. Amen. And so let's look at this in Acts 2. So they were, they were actually in this upper room and they were praying. And I'm telling you, this was a prayer meeting that lasted 10 days. How would you like to come to church and I tell you and I say, listen, we're going to be here t- locked up in this room for the next 10 days. We're going to pray. We're going to believe God that he's going to do something mighty, glory to God. I don't know if I have anybody that will stay more than an hour. <laughs> Are you listening to what I'm saying today? I mean, we can, we can barely endure 15 minutes of prayer. How many people pray daily? Yeah, I do. Yeah, over your food. Okay, okay, we'll continue. And, uh, and uh, you know, I'm telling you, the prayer meetings, you know, when I call prayer meetings... You know, it's, it's probably the smallest group to come out. Now, if I, if I call a feast meeting, in other words, a love feast, if we have like a fellowship dinner, everybody shows up. Everybody shows up. But prayer meeting, I don't know about that. Why? Because prayer can be laborious. Prayer can be taxing. Prayer can be like, oh, Lord, you know, and because it, that's if you're doing it in the flesh. But in the spirit, prayer is amazing. Prayer is wonderful. And so we got to get into the spirit and get out of the flesh. 
That's the reason why sometimes when we sing three worship songs, and the first worship song, you might be dry as dust. Are you talking? Are you listening to what I'm saying? And the second one, you might just you might start tapping your foot, you know, and barely raising your hand. But the third song, hopefully, you're in the spirit. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? Why do we do three songs? Because anything more than three is of the devil. No, I'm kidding. But uh, are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? No, we just do three because it's, a, it's tradition. We could probably do, tw- we probably should be doing, ladies, we should be probably doing four or five songs to really get the spirit moving. Glory, Glory to God. And uh, yeah, maybe we should move. How many people want to do four or five? Okay, we'll continue. Amen. And so we see here that they were in this prayer group and they were in for 10 days. That means that uh, uh, 10, the number 10 is, 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 is really considered a test. It's the test of our faith. And so when he said, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. So, and suddenly, somebody say suddenly, there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire and one sat upon each of them and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit And they began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now, you might be saying, Pastor, you know, I'm good with the teaching. I'm good with, you know, your motivational preaching. I'm good with prayer, but this tongues I'm not too sure about. Hey, listen, these people were filled with the Holy Spirit. The Spirit came upon them and they prayed in tongues. Amen. And it's nothing to be afraid of. It's nothing to be scared of. No, this is something that you should desire to have. Amen. Amen. Because, you know, I remember that, um, that both my brothers received the baptism of the Holy Spirit before I did. And they got saved. I got saved. We all got saved the same year. And I was jealous with a godly jealousy. Amen. And I was like, why do they have the baptism of the Holy Spirit? And I don't. And I, and I was like, I wanted the, I, I mean, I had a, you see, if you want the Holy, if you want the baptism of the Holy Spirit and you're not baptized, you got to have a desire. Amen. You got to want more of God because yes. God may not give you more of him unless you want more of him. Amen. And I remember I was praying, believing God. My brother was baptized. Both my brothers were baptized. And thank God my brother George helped me get baptized. So if you need to get baptized in the Holy Spirit, get somebody that's already baptized, have them pray for you and believe. And that's what my brother did. He prayed for me and I received in that prayer room in that church. Glory to God. And I was so excited that I and, you know, it it was life changing. Glory to God. And I was, you know, I mean, I didn't I didn't become a freak or anything. Amen. I still became I was still the normal guy. Amen. But I had something extra. Just because you can speak in tongues doesn't make you freakish. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? No, this is God. God, God, This is supernatural. God wants us walking in the supernatural. And we see here that it was poured out. They didn't know what was going to happen. And then the disciples didn't have any clue. And they received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. The number one thing when you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, when you receive tongues... uh, uh, it gives you a supernatural boldness. 
And Peter, the Bible says that he, you know, he denied Christ three times. Remember Jesus denied Christ three times? Remember when Jesus was there, a little girl said, well, aren't you one of those disciples? No. He said, no, I'm not one of those disciples. And he said it three times. But then he got baptized in the Holy Spirit. Now, not only did he, did he deny Christ three times, amen, when he was in his natural state, amen, but, but, but then he receives the baptism of the Holy Spirit and he preaches to 3,000 people. Can somebody say boldness? I'm telling you that, that baptism of the Holy Spirit caused Peter to be bold. And that's the number one thing that we need in this day is boldness. Amen. And then Peter said to them, uh, as he preached to the 3,000 people, repent, receive Jesus. This is Acts 2, 38 and 39. Let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. Get, uh, so, so he says, let, uh, for the remission of sins, let, let be baptized in the name of Jesus. That's water baptism. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. That's being baptized in the Holy Spirit. For the pro- now, now, look at this. Look at this. For the promise is to you and your children and to all who are far off, as many as the Lord God will call. What is he saying here? He's saying the promise of the baptism of the Holy Spirit is not just for this generation, but it's for generations to come. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? It's for generations to come. It's not just for me and for you. It's for your children. It's for your grandchildren. It's for that. I was talking to my, to my niece, uh, Lexis, and uh, I, I, they were talking about the Holy Spirit in, in, in Sunday school. In these classes that we have, we're teaching the kids about the Bible. And they were, and they were blowing up these helium balloons and talking about how how God will, will rise, raise you up. I'm not too sure exactly what they were doing with the helium balloons. Amen? But, um, but anyway, they were talking about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And I asked, I asked Lexus, I said, when did you get, I said, are you baptized in the Holy Spirit? She, she said, I said, do you speak in tongues? And she said, yes. I said, when did you get it? Four years of age. I, I think her dad prayed for her. Is, is, is that right? And I was like blown away. It, you know, age doesn't matter. You can get baptized in the Holy Spirit at four years of age or 40 years of age. Amen. It doesn't matter how old you are. God wants you to have that gift. And it was amazing. She's like, yeah, yeah. And she, and she doesn't seem to be freakish at all. She seems like a normal girl. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? But she has something extra. It doesn't make you a freak. Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. It, may, it, it, it enhances you. Now, the gift of the Holy Spirit, I'm kind of going off script right now, but it's used for your devotional time, your time in prayer. That's a time where you can pray or your time. So it's, it's mainly used in that context to help you pray out things in the Spirit when you don't know how to pray, the Bible talks about. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? And so we see this, and and uh, and so we see that the baptism is for for as far off as many as the Lord will call. Now Christ. Now now we notice this that the disciples, when they got baptized in the Holy Spirit, they started rolling in the gifts. In other words, the gifts of the Holy Spirit is connected with the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I'm I'm preach. I'm saying something today. The gifts of the Holy Spirit is connected. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? 
is connected to the giftings of the Holy Spirit, which there are nine gifts of the Holy Spirit, and we need to be walking in them. Oh, I'm preaching today. We need to have the word of knowledge, word of wisdom, discerning of spirit, special faith, working of miracles, gifts of healings, diversity of tongues, interpretation of tongues, prophecy. Amen. We need to be walking in them. And I believe that the baptism of the Holy Spirit is the introduction. Are you listening? To the giftings of the Holy Spirit. And we need the gift. You need the gift of faith working in your life when your kid's sick. Amen. And you can pray the gift of faith is a supernatural faith. When you pray, things happen. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Or the working of miracles working uh, in us. Amen. So when we pray for somebody that needs a miracle, the gift will work. Hallelujah. And so we see here that as soon as they got baptized with the Holy Spirit, the power gifts started operating. We see this, that Christ was preached in Samaria. And praise God. It says, therefore, those who were scattered because the church was persecuted and the body of Christ was scattered out. It says, therefore, those who were scattered went everywhere, preaching the word that Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ to them. And the multitudes was with one accord, heeding things spoken by Philip, hearing and seeing miracles, which he did. Listen to this. For unclean spirits crying out with loud voice came out of many who were possessed and many who were paralyzed and lame were healed and there was great joy in the city. I'm telling you, I'm believing God that this church will be so empowered. I'm not just talking about Sunday morning. I'm talking about that God will empower you through the week. That when you meet people, glory to God, that, that, that you can pray for them. And miracles will happen when you pray. Yesterday, I, I performed a wedding yesterday. And uh, there were different people dealing with different, you know, I, I was talking to different people at the wedding after the, the, the service. And different people were dealing with different ailments, dealing with, you know, some had diabetes, you know, were, were, were pronounced with diabetes. One was fourth, cage, uh, fourth stage cancer, lung cancer. And I, you know what I was doing? I was praying for them. I was believing God. I said, man, let me pray for you. Amen. Why? When people start talking to you about their problems, you need to start talking to them about prayer. I'm telling you, that's an introduction. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? For you to pray. Don't just say, oh, I'm so sorry, brother or sister. No, don't just sympathize. No, 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 no. Understand, you have the power to set people free. You have the power to get people healed. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? You Say, I have the power. Amen. You have the power, glory to God. And so we see that they had the power and, 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 and demons were being scattered. Amen. And so we see this in, in, uh, uh, in Acts 8, 14 and 17. The apostles... Listen to this. Now, when the apostles who were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent Peter and John to them, who, when they had come down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit. Now, let's stop here for a second. Uh, You know, they heard about Philip's success. They heard about these people getting saved. They got saved. They got water baptized. And then it says here, the apostles, 
made a trip to Samaria for what, for what was the reason why they needed to go down there if people were saved already? Well, they went down there to pray that they would be baptized in the Holy Spirit. So they, so they must have felt like that if they were commissioned to get baptized in the Holy Spirit, then these new converts needed to be baptized in the Holy Spirit too. And so it says here, now when the, let me continue, let me read again. Now when the apostles were at Jerusalem, heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent Peter and John to them, who when they had come down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit. For as yet, as yet he had not fallen upon none of them. They had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus, talking about water baptism. Then they laid hands on them and they received the Holy Spirit. Notice that they laid hands on them and they received the Holy Spirit. So we see here that, that now they received the baptism of the Holy Spirit with, with speaking in other tongues. Some proponents may say, yeah, pastor, but that doesn't really say that they're speaking in tongues. They just received the Holy Spirit. Well, we already know that when you get saved, you get the Holy Spirit abiding in you. So why would they repeat that again? If they were already saved, they got the Holy Spirit. Why would they need to go back and give them the Holy Spirit again? That doesn't make sense, does it? No, they, they went there to lay hands on them so they could receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And the baptism of the Holy Spirit is a supernatural sign, amen? Not just for yourself, but to the world. And in Mark 16, 15, Jesus is, this is the commission to the church. And he says to the church, he says, go out into all the world and preach the good news of the gospel to every creature. And then he says, he who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. And then he says, these signs will follow those who believe. And he says, in my name, they will cast out demons. Somebody say supernatural. supernatural. Amen. They will speak with new tongues. Somebody say supernatural. supernatural. Amen. They will take up serpents, uh, which means if, 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 like Paul, if a serpent bites you, you can shake it off. There's not a doctor around. You're going to be fine. Amen. And, and if they drink any deadly thing, of course, not on purpose, but if somebody tries to poison you, you'll be protected. And, if, and say supernatural. supernatural. Say snake bites not hurting you. Supernatural. supernatural. And then they lay hands on the sick and they recover. Say supernatural signs. So all these signs that follow, and so we see here speaking in new tongues is not just about you just learning uh, Holy Ghost language. Uh, I mean, learning to, to, to speak nice things out of your mouth and quit cussing. Some people say, well, you know, I'm speaking with new tongues. That means I don't curse anymore. I'm speaking with new tongues. No, speaking with new tongues is a supernatural sign of God working in our lives and i'm going to say this to you that you know you can still get saved and still drop some 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 f-bombs every once in a while doesn't mean that, that you're not saved if you curse why because there's flesh you you, you hit your, your 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 thumb with a hammer and and hopefully something will come out besides curse words amen like glory to god are you listening to what I'm saying to you? But every once in a while, we have unredeemed flesh. And we say, holy snikies. Amen. 
Are you listening to what I'm saying? We got unredeemed flesh and sometimes we can, we can let some things slip. Has anybody ever let things slip in here? Amen. We have let some things slip. But thank God, the Holy Spirit, when you start praying in the Holy Ghost, guess what happens? The Bible says no man can tame the tongue. It's full of ruly, deadly poisons. What? Yeah. No man can tame this tongue. But the Holy Spirit can't. Oh, I'm preaching today. I'm preaching to somebody today. I'm telling you, you start praying in the Holy Spirit, and you're going to, have you ever wanted to say something really negative, and you just got, have you ever been there? Well, if, you're whole, if you have the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and you've been praying in tongues, it's the Lord keeping you from saying the negativity. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? Listen, we got to be very careful with our words. I'm going to go on a side note here. Can I go on a side note? This man that was anointed powerful by the Holy Spirit, he would operate in the gifts of the Spirit. He was a well-known minister back in the days. Amen? And so back, I think, in the 40s or 50s. And so he would operate in the gifts of the Spirit. I'm telling you, the whole church service would be knocked out in the power of God. I'm believing it's going to get like this and exceed life, church. And, uh, and, so, and so one minister said, did you hear what this minister said about you? And he said, and, and, he, and he said some, which he should never did when he went back into the, into the room where all the pastors are at. And he, and, and he told this minister to operate in the power gifts of the Holy Spirit. And, uh, and he said, uh, that man's, uh, he said, uh, he responded out of the flesh. This is a Holy Ghost man. Have you ever responded out of the flesh? And you're Holy Ghost people. And he said, that man's ministry will go nowhere. He actually said that. And the Holy Spirit arrested him and said, you just cursed that man's ministry. Oh, you just cursed that man. You just released a curse over that man's ministry. Amen. And the Holy Spirit said, for each word that you said, you're going to have one month of sickness to deal with. Think about that. Why? Because he just opened the door. He just opened the door. Our words are powerful. And, you know, and he revealed this to this man that walked in the... See, the more power and anointing you walk in, the more careful you got to... I'm preaching to somebody today. The more power and anointing you walk in, the, 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 the more careful you got to walk. The more careful you got to do... Because God gives you supernatural power and authority. That's why some of you don't have it yet. You haven't learned to control your tongue. Oh, I'm preaching to somebody today. You haven't learned to control, you haven't learned to control yourself. Because if you're walking in the power of God, like this man was walking in the power of God, his very words, just five words, cursed that man's ministry. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? That's the reason why you don't have it yet. Why? Because you still kick the cat when you get mad. You still, you are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? You, you're, still, you're, still, you're still griping and complaining and moaning about things that you don't need to be griping and complaining and moaning about. You haven't, you haven't gotten a hold of your tongue yet. And so God is holding back. Say, God's holding back. I'm talking to the pastor right now. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Are you listening? I'm talking to myself. I'm talking to Tony over here. We had cornhole yesterday. I'm not going to tell you who lost and who won. But I left there pretty happy. <laughs> I left there happy, happy, happy. Amen. 
Glory to God. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? So, so we're talking about the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and it's not just for it's not just for the apostles. It's not just for the early church. It's for us, amen? And we see it's a supernatural sign. You know, 10 years after, I'm closing this message down because I'm going to have to complete this next week. 10 years after, approximately 10 years, this is a timeline, in Acts 10, 44 through 48, Peter is preaching to Cornelius. He's a Roman. And it says here that, that and this is 10 years after they were baptized in the Holy Spirit, the, 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 the 120 that was in the upper room. This is why Peter was still speaking these words. The Holy Spirit fell upon them all, those who heard the word, and those of the circumcision who believed were astonished as many as came with Peter because the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out on the Gentiles, for they heard them speak with tongues and magnified God. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? So Peter answered, Can anyone forbid water that these should be baptized who have received the Holy Spirit just as we have? And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord, that they asked him to stay a few more days. So we see that, that Peter uh, was called to a Gentile's house. This was before the Jewish people even believed that God was going to save anybody but the Jews. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? And then Peter was over here at, at a Roman's house. He was, he, was a, he was a Jewish proselyte. He believed in the Jewish God. Amen. But they still had this idea that, that salvation was just for the Jews only. And salvation is more than just for the Jews. And to tell you the truth, there's more people that's non-Jews that are saved than Jews that are saved. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? Why? Because we're, we're the ones that's far off. We're, we're the ones that God has called in to the kingdom. You are blessed today. And then 20 years later, Paul uh, this is 20 years after this. Why, why, why am I giving you timelines? Because the Holy Spirit keeps going and going. The Holy Spirit's not just for a dispensation of when the church just opened up. And No, the, the dispensation, we're in the dispensation of the Holy Spirit pour out. Say that again. I'm going to say it again. We are in the spirit of the Holy Spirit pour out. Amen? 20 years later, it says, and it happened while Apollos was at Corinth and Paul having passed through the upper regions, came to Ephesus, and finding some disciples, he said to them, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believe? So they said to him, We have not so much as heard whether there is a Holy Spirit. And he said to them, Into what were you baptized? And they said, Into John's baptism. Then Paul said, John indeed baptizes with the baptism of repentance, saying to the people they should believe in him who would come after him, that is Christ Jesus. And when they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul had laid hands... See, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. So they got water baptized. And when Paul had laid hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them and they spoke with tongues and prophesied. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? This sounds like to me, this is normal Christianity. This sounds like to me, this is something that should be happening in the body of Christ. It's more than just us receiving Jesus. Yes, that's part of it. And it's more than just us getting water baptized. And a lot of churches will stop right there and they won't go any further. But this church is going to go further for God. Yes, we're not just going to stop. No, we're going to continue to move forward in God. And we're going to believe God. You've got to have a desire 
to be receive the bat. I believe probably everybody's baptized in the Holy Spirit in here. Amen. And if you're not, you need to come up here. Let me lay hands on you and pray for you. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm just closing right now. I have a little bit more, but I think I'm going to finish this up next week. Talking to you about, about uh, the, the blessings of the Holy Spirit. Get you more excited about the keys of the Holy Spirit and how to receive. Amen. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Father, I thank you that you are merciful and good and loving and kind. You are the God of... Of uh, the same God of yesterday, today, and forever. I thank you, Father God, that you desire, Father, each one of us to come into a greater revelation of your love and your power. Perhaps you're here today in the audience or watching online, and today you you know you're pu- that God is pulling on your heart that you need to get more of God. Whether it is to get Jesus as becoming Lord of your life, or whether it is to get water baptized or get the baptism of the Holy Spirit, it's all for you. So maybe you haven't received Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Jesus is not sitting on the throne of your heart. You're still living your life for yourself. Well, today is a day of salvation. It's time to get Jesus in your life. I want you to pray this prayer after me and mean in your heart. Say, dear God, I believe Jesus, you died on the cross for my sins. Jesus, I believe. You were raised from the dead for my justification. Today, I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Thank you for saving me. And Heavenly Father, fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. We thank you for listening to this message. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org.